Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the venerable William Brad Alice. I do like the term venerable. Before we get to anything, got to tell you about a very good deal going on here. Become a PHNX diehard. Jacob Franklin, if you would pull this up right here. All right, here's the deal right now. 48 hours only. Diehard membership with the free T-shirt has gone down from $80 to $60. Countdown to kickoff. Keep in mind, again, 23-24 football season is here as is basketball all kinds of good stuff check it out right now go to gophnx.com and become a uh, diehard member all t-shirts and hats 24 dollars by the way very very cool check it out gophnx.com all right now joined by the great william brad alice i'm merely mike luke hello william i haven't seen you in well uh, well over 23 hours yeah, it's been about twenty three hours. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, we got to uh, got to do a little bit of radio down at the U of A. That was a fun time. So I think that's my first on that station too. So we can track another one off the of the list of local media markets uh, I've made an appearance on. So. Well, well, there we go, man. And that's what we're all about here. Speaking of which, we got a lot to get to this show. We're going to talk a lot of Arizona football, a little bit of Arizona basketball as well. Uh, maybe a little realignment. Some uh, maybe some uh, Michael Crow ASU. But first, Brad. The season is here. We are in game week right now. Um, Arizona needs to throttle NAU this week. I don't care what what has to happen. Ninety to three, whatever. We got to exercise a lot of demons here, William. Yeah, I think we're going to find out just how petty uh, Jed Fish is because not only did they lose to NAU, which was to me rock bottom for the program. Uh, Seventy yeah. to seven was pretty close, but. Um, but it was all up from there. Uh, but also, apparently, uh, some of the NAU uh, assistants were uh, a little in people's faces after the game. Right. So we're going to find out if he's got that, a little bit of that petty streak that uh, you know we've seen in guys like I don't know Sean Miller, um, you know uh, some, right. some NFL quarterbacks. Uh, so it'll be fu- interesting to see because he could call off the dogs at like forty-two to something, or he could try to do what you know Stoops did to. Uh, was it Idaho where they put 70 on them? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Rich Rod was in the <laughs> pushing 70s a few times. Uh, as a fan, I'd like to see them at least. Yeah, I want Would to you run the those. score up. I don't know if I wouldn't let's say go out of my way to run. Like I wouldn't be throwing bombs in the fourth. But if you're letting uh, Noah Fafita and Braden Dorman have a full playbook, I, I'm not going to be upset about it. Uh, no, I am totally back the A. Everybody hopping in here right now. All right. Now, Brad, let's talk then a little bit about the QB spot. We're going to work our way backwards. All I ask for Jaden Delora is to just limit the peaks and valleys right here. I have a, that's all I really care about right here because I think his highs are going to be more than high enough. Just don't have the bad games because this team is talented enough to be able to help you out across the board on offense there. Yeah, got to avoid the catastrophic turnovers. You know, the, the fourth quarter turnovers, turnovers in the red zone, uh, turnovers that uh, in your side of the field that directly lead to points. Um, you know, if occasionally he tries to force a ball in there, it's going to happen. But if he's, you know, much closer to one uh, interception per game as opposed to two interceptions per game, uh, Arizona's offense is going to be pretty darn effective. Um, but he's got playmakers all across this offense, whether it's a, a fleet of wide receivers, I think are pretty good. Obviously, they go two, three deep at tight end. You got a good running back core. Uh, this has the potential uh, to be a really, really potent offense. All right. Um, 
I, I think back when I look at this offense, though, I do see a lot of, and again, it's not a perfect comparison for sure, but I do see a lot of 98 there um, in that, uh, in my opinion, and this is with all due respect to Delora, Keith Smith's a better quarterback than Jane Delora. But across the board, though, the wide receivers, pretty comparable. You could go with a two tight end set. Now, I'm not saying that uh, uh, Tanner McLaughlin and Kean Burnett are going to be in the NFL for 10,000 years like Brandon Manamulieta and Mike Lucky, but it's not a terrible comparison across the line. Edwin Mulatalo, Yusuf Scott, excuse me, Manu Savea, you can keep going and going there. Uh, running backs, obviously there isn't a trung, but at the same time, it's a pretty loaded unit right there, and we haven't seen something like that in quite a while, to be honest with you, across the board. No, and I think that that's going to be really interesting because obviously the the game has changed since then. Um, coaches are more willing to open the playbook, uh, unlike Dick Tomey. But if you put that 98 offense into a modern game, geez, that would have been a good offense. The only thing holding it back is Ortiz Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, and even Ortiz was 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 competent. He was good. He just wasn't great like Keith Smith really was. Um, really, the only thing holding that offense back was Dick Tomey and the fact that right. he didn't want to put up 50 a game. They could have, um, but, you know, he didn't want to risk field positions, things like that. But, yeah, this offense, it might be on paper the most complete, deepest offense they've had. Uh, you know, obviously some of those Rich Rod teams could really score, um, but this one may have more overall talent than those teams. My only concern with the offense, well, there, it's twofold right here. Um, um, obviously, Jane Delora just limiting the peaks and valleys. And then the other thing I'm a little concerned about is that offensive line depth. Um, the offensive line depth right there, I think at the uh, starting five, love it. I think it's probably one of the best in the conference. After that, you got a lot of questions. Yeah, I'm not sure they go more beyond six or seven, to be honest. And that, that could be a problem if you get some injuries. And obviously, Jordan Morgan's a guy who's coming off injury. So is he able to go um, 100% of the snaps? Um, you got some young guys there who are going to be in the mix. So I think there is some issues with uh, with line depth. But hopefully, you can avoid that and just uh, you know play with your top six or seven. And you'll, I think you'll be just fine. Would I like to see them establish the run a little bit more late in games to try to uh, you know, milk some clock when you have to. Yeah, they haven't proven that. But overall, it's been a pretty darn good line. Dick Talisker, great name. And is that a Richard Nixon icon right there? I love it. Um, Richard Nixon from Redwood City, California, I believe. Um, but uh, he says Kelvin Evon was a key leader on that team. Anyone that vocal on this team, maybe Flo? We're going to find that one out. I mean, the really good Arizona teams have had vocal players, you know, whether it's Brandon Sanders, whether that's Kelvin Evon, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to find out who that player is right there. And I don't know. That's a great question. Who is going to emerge as that Kelvin Evon? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not close enough to it to know. Uh, you know, Jed Fish is not going out of his way to tell stories about Calvin Ephon or excuse me, about Justin Floor, whoever, like Dick Tomey used to with Ephon and other guys. Um, obviously, there's some leaders on this team and we're, we're going to see more and more who they are. Um, my guess is that some of the uh, Polynesian players are probably the leader of that group um, because, you know, it, it, it can get clickish at times. Not in a bad way either, but, you know, like people from similar backgrounds like to gravitate towards each other. But I know Justin Flo has been great. When it comes to recruiting, uh, you know, the pool parties at Jed Fish's house. Uh, so, yeah, it would not shock me if we find out that Justin Flo is one of the real leaders of this team. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things you don't have to be the best player on the team, but you have to be somebody that commands respect. 
And I think that's really that's really the key right there is that, you know, Brand, you know, I'll just use Brandon Sanders and Kelvin Kelvin, both all time great Wildcats, but they were far from the best players on their team. But they were people that commanded respect across the locker room and from that coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, that more often than not, your your true leaders aren't your best players. Right. Um, they're good players. They're players who get it done with their actions and their words, uh, you know, the Jake Fishers of the world, uh, guys like that who, again, pay their dues. Because a lot of times your best players are very quiet guys. Right. Um, you know, you look at uh, Anu Solomon was a guy who didn't talk much. Uh, Willie Tuitama was a guy who didn't talk a whole lot. Uh, Antoine Kaysen was a real leader on that team. Uh, you know, and other guys just assume the role when you don't expect it. Um, so, yeah, so it remains to be seen, but I think it'll be interesting. Um, now, let's see here. Angel C00, great question, um, said, is this team better than 2014? I think it has the potential to. I have no clue if it's going to. That's going to be hard because that team was, again, 10-4 and four and went to the Fiesta Bowl. But I will say that the talent level on this team I find fairly comparable. I think it's slightly better on the offensive side of the ball. Again, it remains to be seen whether they can put up that kind of production because uh, Rich Rod, for all his faults, was <laughs> It was just a wizard at calling off. Right. Um, defensively, I, I I don't know if they're quite there yet. And that wasn't a great defensive team, but good enough to make some key plays. Um, but that team also, while very good, had some things go their way. Had some, some you know, got, got a little bit lucky, which you have to do in, in, in football. Sometimes, you know, to quote the great Jesse Ventura, it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah, for sure. And so that'll be that'll be interesting. That team did get lucky. But I will say that I think the offense a little bit better. Like you said, the defense, I think, is, uh, you know, the defense. I Well, let's talk to defense right now. We pretty much know what that defensive line is going to what this defense is going to be right here, at least from that starting perspective. You're when you go on the, the starting four. And I would be very surprised if it's not this on the down line is going to be. Excuse me. Taylor Upshaw transfer from Michigan via Colorado. On the other side, Isaiah Ward. Then inside there, you got Big Bill Norton and um, uh, Tyler uh, Tyler Manoa. These guys were all four star kids, or except for Isaiah Ward coming out of high school. But they and they all fit though the entire thing that Jed Fish has talked about how he wants to get bigger. And if they're going to miss, they're going to miss with big guys. This is a big defensive line. If it can play, we don't know, but we're going to find out. Yeah, but they're deep. I mean, that's what I think you look at. You know, you look at uh, Kangaika, uh, uh, Big Co, uh, mm. Ugalele. I think those are all legit guys. That's um, good, very good depth. Yeah, on the ends, you know, I, I like – they like Patu. I, I need to see a little bit more, to be honest. Um, but, you know, Davis, Mercier, uh, Lane, those are all guys who look like they should be pretty good – Maybe not great, but pretty good players. But if you can go too deep at each spot, and it looks like they're going to go at least too deep at each spot, maybe even three at a couple spots, that's better depth than they've ever had. I don't know if the star power is there. You know, I'm not sure Bill Norton's a, an NFL player. I'm not sure, you know, Manoa's an NFL player. Uh, but when you've got five legit guys on those two interior defensive line spots, that goes a big way into showing up that defense because you can bring in body after body. This is the first year where I've looked at it in probably the last three or four years and said, we have the potential to not be one of the two or three worst defenses. Now, again, we're not going to be one of the two or three best defenses, but there's at least manpower on this side. And while you're watching the game, if you're getting really riled up and you're like, man, I can't get to sleep. OGs is here for you, Brad. OGs. Being a PHNX listener just got a whole lot sweeter 
thanks to our buds at OG's Brands. It's so good. Do you get it? Got it. It's good. Right now, through August 31st, you get 25% off 100 milligram bags of the fruits and the creams and all the Arizona, the flower shop locations. All you have to do is go to the flowershopusa.com and place an online order and use discount code PHNX at checkout. Then head to your nearest flower shop location to pick up. That's right. This deal is exclusive to our PHNX listeners. And a reminder, it's available only for online orders that are picked up in person. Discount code PHNX is active until August 31st. So get to hashtag flavoring life all right on the defensive side right here we talked about flow let's talk about flow um i think he's going to be a part-time player but i also think that he's going to have some impactful moments this year now uh you could say some will be good some will be bad but when you have the ability to be able to hit like he does and and uh and Jed Fish mentioned multiple times that he is the most explosive, quick twitch power athlete on the defense. You got to find a place for him somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, he's more of a traditional old school linebacker. He's not great in coverage, uh, which you really need to be in the modern game. But I think the, the couple things he does is A, he's going to support the run very well. B, I'm interested to see what they use for him as a, as a pass rusher, whether that's blitzing them uh, off, or even maybe – uh, subbing him in, uh, in, a, in a package, maybe playing him as a wide, undersized defensive end, but just try to get that speed matched up on a tackle. Uh, sure, it looks like Manu and, and, and Muley will, will be the two starters, but Flo is definitely going to see time uh, on this defense. In a you, made a great po- you, made, you made a great point a couple months ago where you talked about Manu and you said, yes, the stats are the stats are great. But the next step for him is to be able to make those tackles not eight yards beyond the, you know, essentially the safety tackles, but to be able to fill a hole, to be able to be that Marcus Bell type where you're getting those tackles two to three yards of the line of scrimmage, not seven or eight down the field. I mean, yeah, you know, when you look at it, uh, you know, people uh, who who maybe don't pay attention to, to the battle in the trenches Really, with your two defensive tackles, you don't want them making tackles. You don't need them making tackles. You need them keeping the linebackers clean so they can make tackles, as you say, two, three yards off the line of scrimmage. That is, I say, as you say. Um, But not downfield. And again, you know, again, what was always to say, well, it's great that my free safety has 15 tackles a game, except my free safety has 15. Same thing with the linebacker making plays eight, nine yards down the field. Um, I think, again, Manu's very good. Um, in coverage, I think he's a potential to get better in coverage, but that run support is going to be key with him. And he's a big hitter too. He and Flo can hit. Uh, they can they can knock people down and, and you know and, and it's hurt people in a good way, not necessarily a bad way. Um, so that's what they need from them. But yeah, he's got to make those plays closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, now let's talk about the secondary right here with uh, something that I hadn't really thought about until yesterday. And this is just a guess. I do believe that Genesis Smith. Um, is going to start. That's just a guess. Um, one thing that I will say, though, um, I can't – there's not many secondary players at the, in the history of the U of A who have started as true freshmen, Brad. That's a, that's a heck of an accomplishment if he is an opening game freshman starter at safety. Yeah, I think the biggest question is, you know, right now, from all understanding, Genesis Smith is, is playing free safety, and maybe Arizona's other best safety is also a free safety in Isaiah Taylor. So, um, you know, do they play one of them slightly out of position uh, as more of a strong safety type? Do they kind of go when they go into more of a nickel package 
and, and bring in, do they, you know, kind of go two free safety with a, with an oversized uh, run support safety. So I think there's a lot of questions there, but I certainly think we're going to see Genesis Smith play early and often for, for Arizona this year. All right. Great questions right here. Keck, as usual, you are wrong. I live in Tucson, by the way, I am coming live to you from about, Oh, I don't know about about two, uh, 200 yards from the U of a campus. Um, but I would, uh, I'll put it to you like that. Um, so you're wrong as usual, even though we do like you, uh, let's see here. Let's, oh, let's get to uh, zone of Tucson in a second, but Robbie Don, um, I appreciate the kind words, but we're all fam around here. Those guys do a really, really good job. Um, I'm, I'm friends with all of them and, uh, I'd recommend watching them. I watch them. Um, they do Like I said, they do a great job and, uh, I have nothing but good things to say about them. Got to keep in mind. I'm a little bit older than them too. So there's also a a little bit more positive to talk about with Arizona football and uh, basketball right now. So sometimes people don't want it, no matter how good the broadcast is, those guys do a great job. Right. Not to say turn it in for bad news. Right. Um, again, with the program just being put on probation, with a brand new coach who's having to break in, what is it, 50 new players, something crazy yeah. like that? We're, um, we're going we're to talk about it. We're, we're going to talk about ASU. Here. You know, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, sometimes you don't want it to, again, I don't like listening to, uh, I didn't like hosting post-game shows after losses. So I can only imagine people listening in after right. losses and bad news. So, but yeah, yeah. that whole PHNX network you guys are affiliated with, with, uh, under a uh, big old Saul's umbrella there, uh, some top-notch people. We got some, we got some rap coming up here. I'll give you a little bit of rap right here. Um, but first, uh, Keck, by the way, is a closet fan. Uh, has the departure of Jason Harris been addressed? I should have addressed that. That's on me. Here's at the end of the day. Um, great kid comes from a great family, obviously a legacy to the extreme. Um, just a kid that I feel should have played basketball. He's legitimately about six foot eight. I mean, at the at the very least, he has always had a basketball player build. Um, I would have played basketball. I wouldn't have played football. But uh, when it comes to football at the U of A, he's just not that good. I mean, relatively speaking to what they want. Uh, yeah, you know, it comes down to one of those things. Some guys are great athletes who aren't great football players. Um, and you can get away with that at the high school level. Um, you know, I – I don't want to speak out of turn. I believe it was Brandon Tatum uh, who was known to break every record for defensive backs in the weight room. Right. It's just an average player. Um, Brandon Tatum, who you can find on Fox News all the time. Yeah, uh, Nick Costa, 4-3 speed, could bench 500 pounds. Not a great quarterback. Right. Um, and we've seen it in basketball as well, too. You know, great athletes who just don't make that transition. Um, and I, 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 I'm guessing that was Jason Harris. Um, again, you and I remember when he was, what, an eighth grader or a freshman, we thought it was going to be basketball first. Right. He gravitated more towards football. Obviously, his dad's a football coach. His brother was a, a football player. I haven't seen if he made the Bears practice squad today. I'll be interested to see with cut down day in the NFL. He played well in the preseason. He did. Uh, you know, obviously, his mom was a basketball player. But uh, hopefully, that's his move now. Maybe maybe take a semester off, work on the jump shot, go resurface at uh, – at a place like Grand Canyon or NAU, and 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 make a run at a a career overseas. It'd be because uh, it's, it's it's difficult when you're that tall, and that was always kind of the uh, the worry for me. I mean, Julius Peppers was six seven, but Julius Peppers was a thick six seven. Even when we watched him play, you know, for North Carolina in basketball, you could tell he had a football build to him. Jason Ter- Jason Harris has a basketball type build that they're trying to bulk up on. 
Yeah, yeah, and and it gets to a point where at certain positions you just get too tall, uh, right. especially if you have trouble putting on that length, that that size. Obviously, a six seven offensive line, I mean, like an Orlando Brown type, uh, who's six seven, but he's three ten and still looks lean. Right. Um, you know, Jason Harris was what two forty when he got here, maybe two fifty, and just could never add that size, and could just never put it together. And again, it's it's not because he wasn't a hard worker; he just. just it's a different era of U of A football right now. You're bringing in dudes like Elijah Russian and Keona Wilhite, who we're going to get to, by the way. Brad, by the way, we got to get back to this. And Keck does buy the A. We, I think we do know this by now. Keck, we appreciate you. Keck, you've okay. lived in this state long enough. You're obviously a smart You really should know what bear down is. Um, yeah. It has nothing to do with bears. It happens. It has to do with a dead guy. Um, yeah. So it's kind of making fun of that. It's not quite like not what you fun think of Pat is. Tillman. But it's 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 not in good taste there, Keck. You should know your 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 lore. I understand most of my ASU lore, even if I did think Pat Tillman was taller than he was. Right. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Now, speaking of which, you might find somebody like Keck, who seems to be a man of the people at Circle K. All right. Let's talk about Circle K. William, when was the last time you went to Circle K? Be honest. No cheating. Uh, Sunday. That's where it is. Listen, when you've got one of the sages of Tucson right here, one of the all-time pinnacles of the Arizona sports uh, media, if he goes to Circle K, you guys should go to Circle K as well. Check it out. Here's the deal, though. Um, right now, you can get all kinds of good stuff, but I would recommend uh, you could join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating uh, locations. Visit CircleK.com. And again, it's America's Thirst uh, Shop. New free membership. Save 25% on, on, uh, off your first uh, – 25% per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Wow, I like that one right there. Very good. Check it out. And again, back the A and back the Circle K. Dick Talisker says, Mike, how about all those U of A transfers performing? in UMass's historic win that was a uh, very interesting uh, that was an interest that's an interesting roster right there because I believe seven U of A players are starting or in the two yeah. deep rotation yeah eight all told um Anthony Simpson looked good he did uh, his final numbers were not quite as good as his impact I think he had about 100 yards of total offense but he was running the ball he was catching the ball he's and I've always been a fan I always thought he could have played here um, you know, good good on Isaiah Rutherford with the pick six, although he kind of got picked on at times. You know, none of those guys left on bad terms. I think Simpson's maybe the only one who could have played here. Um, and even he would have been closer to receiver five instead of, you know, option two there. Hey, wait um, a second. He could have been the fair catch guy again. He could have been. But I, 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 it's easy to root for those guys. Um, right. Don Brown left for a, a better situation. Those guys left to play for the coach who recruited them. Um, it's, it was, you know, normally I'd root for our, our neighbors four hours, uh, into New Mexico, but, uh, I was rooting for the Minutemen in that game. And just like I was kind of rooting for Rich Rod in Jacksonville state, uh, against a UTEP team who, again, I I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with Dana, Dana demo, but that team uh, had, had some rough spots there. That's very rough spots. Yeah, so check it out. Circle K. Oh, by the way, Jesus VAZ says, hey, Mike, can we make a pitch to Coach, uh, Coach Fish to bring back the red jersey? I will ask him at the next presser. You have my word on that. I am writing this down right now. All right, now let's get to the secondary, William. Again, the biggest addition, I believe, on this entire team is Dwayne Aquino right here. We've talked about it. Dwayne Aquino, just in case you don't know, 
as accomplished a defensive backs coach as there is in college football history, period, point blank. Three Thorpe Award winners, one of which wasn't Chris McAllister, which is still whatever. Nine first-team All-Americans, something like 35 uh, NFL players, 16 first-round picks. Having him back there, and let's be honest, he's coaching. I know that he's a senior defensive analyst, but he's on the field doing everything. He's going to travel. I am. Uh, I, I think his just his in being around there, being that kind of that wise old owl, is going to be very good. Yeah, I mean he's obviously great at what he does. Uh, one of the top defensive backs coaches, of, uh, maybe of all time, um, and he's got a lot to work with. Now they're young, they're inexperienced, um, but I really like the duo of, of Priceock and Davis, uh, bigger uh, athletic corners. Um, you know, it'd be interesting who ends up taking that that kind of that slot corner role. I know right now it's it's you know that nickel role that whether it's Stukes, uh, I've heard you know rumblings that maybe it's a, a Celestine, um, you know Marshall uh So yeah, it'd be very interesting. You know, it it would be pretty fun if it ended up being Prysock Davis and Celestine, three second year players who came in kind of all together, kind of all similarly ranked. Celestine a little bit behind those guys, um, but that's a good crop of guys to build around. But, you know, they're going to take some lumps at times. You know, they're young. Uh, obviously, some of them just having a handful of games. Um, but I think it could be real feast or famine with, with with that whole defensive secondary. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Prysock. I think Prysock was, you know, obviously a four-star kid that was committed to UCLA. I think there's a reason that the staff wasn't – I don't think they didn't want to lose Christian Roland Wallace. But I believe that they they view that per, this is the year that Prysock makes that step. And Christian Roland Wallace, while solid, was not an irreplaceable type guy. I mean, he transferred to USC and is, you know, as, as a backup, which wish him the best. But I think Prysock is the guy that needs to be able to make that uh, needs to be able to make that jump and be that uh, CB number one. Yeah. Christian Roland Wallace was a good corner, not a great corner. Uh, again, you're right. Not irreplaceable. Um you know, there's a long line of guys in, in, in the, the the early Dick Tomey era he reminded me of. Who is better, him or Kelly Malvo? Malvo. Okay. Malvo is just short. Right. Malvo is really good corner. Um, he's in that kind of uh, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, uh, uh, what's it, Kelvin Hunter group. Kelvin Hunter, C-Hunt, K-Hunt. Yeah, so good, fine. Um, no, again, not as good as a Kelly Malvo, not as good as a Trevin Wade type, um, you know, and, and that's not even going, you know, nowhere near the guys you mentioned, the McAllisters and, and stuff of the world. He's fine. He'll play at USC. He probably won't be a difference maker. Uh, essentially, um, what he did is he he, he traded roles. He, he has the same exact role he was going to have at Arizona at USC. The difference is he's probably making a little more NIL money. And he's got a chance to play for a national title that he doesn't in Arizona. So it's it's a lateral move to a more established program. Keck, if you're going to say something uh, nice, which we appreciate, um, at least spell the name right. It's not Lee Boyd Malvo like the D.C. area sniper. It was Kelly Malvo, M-A-L-V-E-A-U-X. Check it out sometime. Don't ever say that again. Um, but uh, sorry, Brad, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I'm sure he's just shortening it to make it easier to type. No, he's not. You're giving him no. You don't I'm, give him the benefit of, of the I'm doubt. giving Keck the benefit of the doubt so when I make fun of him later, he's uh, <laughs> he not off start. 
Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see Genesis Smith in all this. I thought and I was given sheer grief for the longest time. I thought that this kid was out of everybody in the class. I thought that he was the most underrated kid. I know he came eventually became a high three star kid, but he he just looks different. He plays a little different. He hits different. And you can tell the coaching staff too really, really likes him. And like I said, it's a big deal if you're a safety and you're a game one starter as a true freshman. Now, that doesn't happen a lot. No, and I think it's 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 both a credit to him and an indictment of the other guys. Again, I think that's the weakest part of the defense is the safety. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it, Brad. Yeah, so but I like Genesis Smith. Liked his tape out of high school. Like what people said about him, and 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 am anxious to see him in a real game situation. Yes, for sure. So we'll we'll find out. Like I said, and I, I know I sound like a broken record. I just need the defense not to suck. If you can be. I'll, I'll settle for below average, but it, it's only like slightly below average. I can't have something where, yeah, you're the 11th best this year or something like that. I need to be more in that nine range there, William. We ask for very little on this show. You know, they have to they have to make some key stops in some key games uh, against the middle of the, the conference. They got to force some turnovers at key times because um, to me, Arizona's fate this year will be settled um, playing – similar teams you know the washington states of the world the oregon states of the world um uh even yep. asu of of the you know that those those nine through five teams right a ninth um and arizona's got to probably you know creep out a winning record there and that's going to take the defense having a game or two where they either make some big plays or just don't make bad plays and allow the offense to make plays. And if they do that, then this is, you know, the, the, the seven or eight team win team we right. think they could be, if not, then you're probably looking at another five win season. Brad, you're going to a Metallica concert Friday. If I'm not mistaken, is this true? I am Metallica and Pantera. Yeah. I've never seen Metallica. I've only seen Pantera once. And this, this is, is up a, in Phoenix, up, correct? Up in Phoenix at the Cardinal stadium. Yeah. All right. Now let me ask you this. Let's just say that you're at the last second and you have no clue where you're going to be able to get those. Uh, you're going to be able to get those tickets. Game time would possibly be there for William Brad Alice. This is true. I, I can neither confirm nor deny that I compared game time and other services and maybe found them just as good, if not better. There we go. Check it out. Game time. Download the game time app, create an, an account as uh, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check it out. You might see William Brad Alice there and you might see Jacob Franklin, all six foot ten of Jacob Franklin. You'll probably be able to see uh, Jacob. Might be a little harder to see Brad unless you are from an elevated view looking down. Well, a good friend of the program, John Schuster, is going with me. So just look for the glare. Ah, oh, <laughs> the problem though is that Schuster has maybe the smallest head in the world. It, it, so it, it is a it's tiny like a baby little, head. It's like a little egg. Um, so I don't, uh, but either way, check it out. Game time. Very, very good stuff right there. Uh, we need to talk about South Point for a second. So I did, I went to the game and I got, it got, uh, I didn't feel like sitting in the rain. I don't care that much about going to a high school game, but I do have some thoughts right here about South Point. Um, I don't know if there is a, if there's a, first of all, I would be very surprised if there's ever been a better defensive line in the city. 
than what South Point has now. And I think it's probably nationally one of the top 10 defensive lines. You got a five-star DN pass rusher. You got a kid on the other side in Will Height that had uh, two sacks. You have another kid, a sophomore who's got a U of A offer, another kid who's about to have a U of A offer. Luis Cordoba, who's also a New Mexico uh, offer, is probably going to end up somewhere like that. Brad, we don't see that kind of stuff in Tucson very often. No, no, not certainly with the high uh, D1 offers. You know, there have been some very good lines. Um, usually you have one anchor on that line who's a, a D1 guy and then, you know, some lower D1 guys. And I can think of there was a, a couple really good Ironwood Ridge lines, uh, even when uh, – I think when you were at Saguaro, they had a couple guys who ended up playing D1 ball, but they were his walk-ons with uh, Mike Qua Wells. Win. Mike Wells, Qua Win. If you remember Qua Win, oh, um, I was a, I was a freshman when he was a uh, yeah, yeah. He was about a 300-pound uh, Vietnamese kid who walked mm-hmm. on at ASU and ended up starting for the Sun Devils. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been, you'd be hard pressed to find this amount of talent uh, on one line, and uh, in, in some ways, I credit Morana. Uh, they were able to at least keep their quarterback upright. He was rushed all night long. Mm-hmm. He, he he was only sacked a couple of times, and he oh. actually was able to what hook up with uh, Desmond Roebuck, who's another U of A offer for about 115 yards and a, a score. Uh, so there was some real talent on display in that football game. Yeah, Desmond Roebuck again from uh, Williams Neck of the Woods. Uh, his buddy, his dad, Sean. I've refereed many of Sean's games, by the way. Desmond's very good. Caught for nine, uh, I think nine catches for. a Buck 27, something like that. Very good. Rudy Martinez, great point. Great. Rudy Martinez, very good person, by the way. We appreciate Rudy Martinez. He said, does Nansen have what it takes to be legit or a defense? We're going to find out this year, in my opinion. Um, Because last year was obviously a massive step back from year one of Don Brown. Um, But you could also say it's his first year as a D.C. uh, But last year was not great. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not going to, not going to blow any smoke right there. I think we find out if this defense makes marked improvement, then you might have your guy. If it's what we saw last year, then you kind of wonder if Dwayne Keenan is going to be the defensive coordinator next year. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, you know, some of their, their, their comeback last year was, was losing some players. Uh, not that the defense was great the year before, but uh, I think the jury is completely out on, on, on Nansen at this point. Right. So we'll find that one out. Great. Uh, uh, great question there. The thing that I liked about Don Brown's defense is, it, again, it wasn't like it was a great defense, but they were aggressive and they at least forced turnovers. It was something that after Mar- the Marcel Yates era where you essentially said, just take the 15 yards, but you're not going to beat us over the top each time. It was a welcome thing. But like I said, I just all I need is if Johnny Nansen has the eighth uh, the eighth best defense in the conference this year. I will say that is a huge win there, William Brad Ellis. Yeah, you need to be in that middle group. You can't be in the bottom three. All right. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, you keep talking about betting and uh, betting on the Wildcats. Here is the uh, here is the strength of the PHNX Wildcats movement. We have moved that line from four and a half to five, where it's even minus money now. You better get in on this while you can. So again, check it out. Bet MGM right now. But now there's a very cool little thing going on right now. If you sign up for BetMGM, use bonus code PHNX, deposit $10, and place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if it loses. That's some pretty good stuff right there. Bet against Keck. Keck's been wrong most of this uh, uh, live stream right here. Bet against ASU. Or back the A. Either way, check it out. Bet MGM. Let's hear the great Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Dick Talisker, again, great name. Mike, watching Singer on Saturday look good. What do you guys think his season look uh, numbers? Um, Dorian Singer's good. I mean, period. Like the people that are trying to say that he's not good are that's either sour grapes or you don't know football. Dorian Singer is a very good football player. Um, his numbers might take a little bit of a, a jump back, if that's a, definitely not the right verbiage, but – 800 yards, eight, nine touchdowns. I could easily see something like that. What, what say you, William? Yeah, I think his numbers will take a, a slight dip only because of the amount of talent there. Um, and frankly, there might be some games where they're just not throwing in, in, the, in, the, in the second half much. Um, right. I, I think USC has some big question marks um, about you know being an undefeated team. But certainly when they're rolling, they're going to steamroll a lot of people. Um, but – Singer's in a good spot. You know, obviously he he might take a small step back role-wise, um, but he's going to have eyes on him. So uh, right. if he was an NFL player, he will have just as good a chance at being drafted with 800 yards as he would 1,300 at Arizona. All right. We need to get to uh, – I'm going to talk about – I'm going to stick up for the ASU fan for a second here and uh, the players here, and we're going to do a little U of A basketball before we sign off. Brad, I thought it was a really crummy move what Michael Crow did where um, you wait until the week of the football season so you don't lose any players, and then you say, yeah, we're going to do the self-imposed ban. That to me is – that was Bush league right there to the extreme. And quite frankly, if I was an ASU fan, I'd be infuriated. Um, John Wilner talked about how he could see legal action being taken. I would do whatever it took because again, that was about, we joke about Crow not knowing what streaming was, but this was really just kind of a middle finger that I don't care about you kids. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's the smart move uh, because the odds of them going bowling were, were slim this year. But you announce it in June, in July. Uh, you let seniors go somewhere else. Um, you know, I don't think it would have cost them a ton of recruits, but it might have taught, uh, you know, might have hurt them. Um, so, yeah, I think the timing is what absolutely sucks, uh, not only for uh, the players in the program, but just the momentum of the program. Because right now, even though, again, we don't think ASU is going to be very good, optimism's high around that program. Every kid there believes they're going to play for a national title. Um, and you just d- completely deflated them. And um, uh, this no, will I, get me- and to be honest, I don't think they'll tank. In fact, if Dillingham is worth his salt, and I think Dillingham is going to be a pretty good coach. I do too. I think he's going to use this as motivation. Um, he's going to fire it's. It's the real us against the world, not what Northwestern's BS that they're pulling right now. Um, I just, yeah, I think it was, I think it was just bad timing. Again, I think it was a smart decision, but make that decision in June or July. Is there anybody that looks like a bigger scumbag in hindsight than Herm Edwards? Uh, not when they keep playing that clip of, of him lambasting Louisville. Right. I mean, that's, but no, again, so again, I will give ASU people that, by the way, I actually like Kenny Dillingham. Um, I don't want them to do well, but Kenny Dillingham, um, I've heard from a lot of different people's good dude. And on top of that, um, 
I had a number of people, including somebody uh, who you all know, who uh, texted me last night and said that even Ray Anderson told Michael Crow this is a big mistake doing this right now. Um, when Ray Anderson, who has not exactly been on the forefront of things, is warning you <laughs> against something. Um, but again, doesn't that also show how little power Ray Anderson has right now? If that is true, it it, it really it really is um, because again, you, you think you, Robbins would self-impose without huge consultations. I'm guessing he and 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 uh, Kiki had huge meetings before the uh, the the postseason ban with Arizona basketball, which in essence I think was trying the final door to push Sean Miller out. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that if if true, if your sources are right, and I'm not doubting them. That's a bad look for uh, yeah. uh, for, for, for that power structure there. All right. Before we sign off, Brad, I'm getting a little bit nervous about Jamari Phillips right now. I keep watching him. By the way, you should all be following his dad on uh, – you should all be following his dad, James Phillips, on Twitter. Um, Jamari Phillips is uh, – talking with some people, Jamari Phillips is probably going to start itching closer to about that 12 or that 13 type ranking. You watch his offensive game, and it's – he can he's got an old school game he can get you from all three levels the three the mid-range he can get to the basket as well um and his athleticism has improved immensely brad i'm worried that we i I thought that we'd be sorry i thought that we would be able to maybe get two years out of him i'm wondering now if we only get one year at least it's going to be one year. I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, game time elite or whatever those teams are, don't come calling. Uh, so let's uh, make sure his NIL deal is sound. And um, yeah, he's really good. He's really, really good. And uh, maybe, uh, you know, enjoy him while they're there. And that's ironic because one of the reasons I think Arizona made that big push for him is they thought they had a two or three year player there. Um, right. Carter Bryant was the guy they expected to lose after one year. And, you know, Tommy doesn't seem to want too many of those guys in one class. And, uh, I guess that's a better problem than, you know, bringing in too many Adama balls. Would it surprise you if uh, Jamari Phillips was instantly better than Carter Bryant and turned out to be better than Carter Bryant? No, I think Carter Bryant's the safer bet just with his build and his type of game. But no, Phillips is really, really, really good. Okay. By the way, Rudy Martinez right here. Uh, very good. Uh, very good point right here. He says Herb Crow doesn't care about sports. I don't care what anybody says there. I mean, not Herb Crow. Excuse me. Michael Crow does not care about sports. Freudian slip right there. I don't care what anybody says. Arizona would have left to the Big Twelve without ASU. Yes, you are correct. Um, all right. Before we sign off here, William, where can they find you when you're not coaching up the future Ralph Zarate? of uh um uh flowing wells how about uh, that for a 90s reference there you go uh wsr brad on twitter uh just posted a uh podcast yesterday he's gonna hope to get one or two more out this week um but yeah in fact i retweeted a little while ago right before i retweeted uh the link to this one but it's uh it's i, I bring him back an old column i used to do for cat tracks where i would do my weighted predictions percentage of winning the game as opposed to just yes or no so what is Arizona's chance to beat Team X, Team Y? Um, so, yeah, so did that. I'm going to do uh, also bring back another feature I used to. And it was kind of a, a, a little shot at, at a certain columnist here in town. But I used to do uh, Ask Professor Pigskin. So if you have any of your own questions. Oh, most, I know where that's going. Most of the questions were actually by my dad. Um, and I was Arthur just, Alice. Yeah. The great so, Arthur but, Alice. Yeah. So, but you know, if you want questions, throw them out there and, uh, either DM me or throw them up on Twitter and I'll, I'll answer them in, 
that's probably going to be Friday's podcast. It's my little game preview as well as uh, just talking about, yeah, the world of U of A uh, sports. And uh, we'll throw in a few stories here and there. Brad, what are you doing? What are you doing Friday? I'm going to Metallica. Oh, that's right. Duh, you're going. Yeah, going to Metallica. My bad. Duh, my right, fault. Which, which game were we going to? And if not, then uh, Tyler's got club baseball practice. So we're, we're busy in the in these parts. We're working, though, on Brad, Brad Alice, though. We're working on post-game show, though. Keep me in the loop on that. I, I should be good this week. All right. Now, before we sign off here, got to hit this diehards package again right here. Jacob Franklin, if you can pull up the graphics. All right. Here's the deal. 48 hours only diehard membership with a free T-shirt here. And you get 25% off. How cool is that? It's 80 to 60. Um, and you got great T-shirts as well. $24 shirts and hats. These are the kind of things that make me attempt to look cool or just look like Jacob Franklin, who's already cool and even cooler wearing one of these, check it out right there. All right, now, all right, go phnx.com. Check it out right there. Now, for the everybody on there, really appreciate all of you. We're in game week right now. For the great William Brad Alice, I am Mike Luke, the big dog Jacob Franklin behind the scenes. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.